Fairy Girl. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is... Dead, Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? Because that's our show and not yours. I like that background music. I was trying, I was giving it a shot because were Eric seeing, mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, were you giving it a little test to see how you felt about it? I was giving it a test because our audio engineer, Eric, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, uh, sent over new remastered intro and outros, and then he planted the bug in my head that he might want to sort of look at getting us more audio to use for like, you know, underscoring and whatnot. So I figured I'd just <sighs> I give it a little testy it. test. Uh, so that was Sarah trying out with just some mouth music. If you're new to the show and you've never listened to it before, stop right now. Please Don't listen stop. to this episode. Spoiler alert. Go back. Listen to the show from the beginning. Start at episode one. Yes, I mean it. I know we're over 150 episodes in. I don't care. Stop and listen to it from the beginning. And then once you get back to this, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> and if you've been here the whole time, thank you so much. That's probably 97% of you. We appreciate you. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, and y'all. And I mean, a lot of people, I love when we get the emails that are like, I started this a while ago and I listened to your advice and I stopped and I went back and listened from the beginning and now I'm all caught up. And we're like, thank you so much. You followed the rules and now you understand why you're here. Why we asked you here today. You would survive a saw trap. Oh, yes. Honestly, that's we're trying to weed out the real listeners by asking you to go back <laughs> to the beginning. All you have to do is sit and listen. You're in a safe location. And if you just start back at the beginning, <laughs> you're going to be hooked and you're going to love this show. If you try to jump in the middle, you're going to hate us. Uh, so last week we released two episodes of I Seen It. It was the first two Saw movies. So if you enjoy that, which you should because they're... I mean, they're great, and then I'm so passionate talking about them. Um, it's very <laughs> You just true. really want to get into it. So uh, Christina was talking about how it was really funny because the first one, which I recorded that one um, in, like, 2019, before I had this, like, newfound obsession with the Saw franchise, and I was very excited to talk about it, but she's like, you spent, like, 30 minutes talking about it, as opposed to, like, the hour that you spent talking about Saw 3, and you don't even like Saw 3. <laughs> I have noticed a trend in our I Seen Tits, and that is that they originally started and they were like 20 minutes long, and now they're almost a full hour, hour and a half. My goal is to be able to tell you the movie shot for shot, like, but there are very few movies that I have seen so many times I could tell you shot for shot. The the Saw franchise, though, is quickly becoming one of them. That's it. Shot for shot. And I cannot wait to see Spiral with Christina. I genuinely can't wait. Now we're talking about going to see it in IMAX. There you go. And then we'll all, I seen it a few months later. A few months from now, you will get to hear me tell you Spiral. Hopefully by then I will also buy it too early, like $40 because it's not out on DVD yet. But like, you know, that's still in theaters price so that I can watch it multiple times so I can tell it to you shot for shot. I'm trying to like do the math for how many movies are left versus how many months it's going to take to get through them and whether it's going to well, put Spiral us into next year. Well, Spiral will be year. the ninth 
Saw film. I think that might put us into next year, if not really close to it. I can't do that math in my head right now. I can't. I can't I'm, either. Not currently, but it'll be cutting it close. If not December, it'll be yeah, like January, February next year. So tune in, y'all. It'll be a uh, rocking good time. It will. Ugh, That's it. So many great Saw films to tell you about. And you're welcome. Now I'm just like I don't know what I'm gonna do when I run out of Saw movies. How am I going to go back to talking about just other horror movies? I guess it'll just be done. I guess you'll just have to find out by, you know, subscribing to our Patreon. It'll be called I Doubt It, and it's going to be Stephanie just talking about how much she hates other horror movies because they're nothing compared to Saw. (laughs) Right. I was going to say, I'll just describe other movies and how they're not Saw. We'd be like, Stephanie, how did you feel about this movie? Did you like it better than Saw? You'd be like, I doubt it. Finally saw a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Zero stars. John Kramer was not featured. (laughs) (laughs) Would you see this movie again? I doubt it. Oh, I would. You know what? With zero John Kramers, that's how many more times I'm going to watch a movie. There you go. Stephanie's not ever watching anything other than Saw. You heard it here first. Never any, I'm not watching anything else ever again. Nothing. I'm only, I'm just going to come home and put on Saw every day That's what, for the rest of my life. That's what this show has done to her. Uh, I can't wait to tell you about, <laughs> about other Saw movies. Well, then you guys should pop on over to our Patreon and then you can join in on this fun Saw content, Saw Tent as well. I love it. Ooh, Saw Tent. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. I liked it. I've got my well, second vaccine shot, and I am just swinging for the fences. We are both fully vaccinated. Well, I got my second shot today, so it's currently working I know, its we're way not through fully my bloodstream. But we're fully vaccinated. Yeah, she's working real hard right now. I'm feeling like, woo. Sarah's fucked up. Y'all. I'm a little. Loopy. The second vaccine had me had me fucked up. Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm gonna sleep hard, and tomorrow I'm gonna sleep hard and be a little woozy. Do you have Moderna or Pfizer? I got that Michelle Pfizer. Yeah, you got the Pfizer. I heard only hot people got the Pfizer, so just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Me too, girl. We both got it. <laughs> just <saying. laughs> Yes, Pfizer. Yes, Pfizer. Mm, fill me up for Pfizer, daddy. If I seem a little out of it, I'm going to blame it on the Vax. Vax, Vax. <laughs> vax on Vax on Vax. That Miss Vaxi. Well, then let's get into it, girl, before you Vaxi. fade away. Miss Vaxi. Vaxi. Oh, my God. That's you, Miss Vaxi. <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Sarah. Oh, hey, Stephanie. Y'all, Y'all ready, ready to, to talk, talk about, about some ghosts? ghosts? Talk about the ghosts in the past, Sarah. The skeletons in their closet. Tell me about what you're talking about this week. Don't act like you don't know, because this is the ghost of the audio I lost two weeks ago. I do know. This is it, tell the people. The moment you've been waiting for, if you follow our Instagram and you saw the promo. But yes, two weeks ago, I was very excited, and I did a lot of research, and Steph and I recorded a banging episode, and then I lost it. So here we are. We're going to do it again. Part two. Just like my second vaccine shot, we're going to do this story for the second time. My body is ready. My body is not. So this could go two ways. 
I could just speed through this because I'm vaccinated and I'm loopy and I just can't, or I'm going to get real into this again. And you're going to have to remind me that my mom listens to this show. So (laughs) (laughs) I did remind her that when we were recording it the first time around. Without further ado, this week, I'm going to be talking about the Duggars. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, That's where some really good dramatic music from Eric would come in. <sighs> yes. <laughs> dun, dun, dogger. All right, y'all. So if you haven't been on the social media in the past two weeks, and if you haven't been on TLC in the past, like, 15 years. Decade, yeah. Then you might not be familiar. You not be familiar with the Duggar family, but you about to be familiar today. The Duggar family is trying to think of how to start this story and how I started it last time. The Duggars are known as a reality TV family. They're featured or they were featured on a TLC reality show called 19 Kids and Counting. What they became most well known for was they were a family that just kept popping out kids 19 and counting they were openly practicing what is known as the quiverful movement religion which we'll get into in a bit but they were they portrayed themselves as having the highest christian family conservative values picture perfect american dream everything that every christian appeals to be and they're having all of these kids and they've got this beautiful family and so we're going to follow them around and see how much holier they are than the rest of us right that's the duggars that's the it's deal. disgusting they're in arkansas and they're white if you couldn't have guessed from my previous description a <laughs> little bit if about you hadn't assumed that if you hadn't assumed good for you for not but assuming, they are. <laughs> but they are. Uh, they are in Arkansas and an incredibly white, white family. The family is headed by mom and dad. Dad is Jim Bob. Jim Bob. Jim Bob. Jim <sighs> Bibbity Bobbity Fuck Off. Jim Bob. I, we Number one, we don't like him. Just starting that out right now. Jim Bob is our patriarch and Michelle is our matriarch. Okay. <laughs> Yes. They met when Jim Bob was 17 years old and Michelle was 15. They got married right after Michelle graduated high school, which means Michelle would have been 17 and Jim Bob would have been 19. And in Arkansas, 17 is the legal minimum age you are allowed to be to get married on your own without parental consent. At the time that they got married, they both were just... Super Baptist, you're kind of basic Baptist fundamentalist Christian, all right? So they're not totally, they're not in the quiverful movement. Just basic, basic ass Baptist bitches. Basic ass Baptist bitches, 100%. They're just BAPs. I was trying to think of how to make it a WAP, but they're just a BAP. They're some BAP ass people. Because BAPs a, a weird comedy with Halle Berry in the 90s. I didn't know that. Oh, girl. I'm trying is to remember that, what it stands for. I was like, is that it? Is that all? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it stands for. Is it about the Duggars? No. It's, uh, I, yeah, that is, I, I was right. It stands for Black American Princesses. That's a lot better than what we just. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But it's, um, yeah, Halle Berry and another lady, and they, um, I'm pretty sure they, do they become, like, not sugar babies, but they, I feel like they make, you know, handbags or something, and they make a lot of money, and they come to Beverly Hills and, you know, I don't know, black it up, but it was 1994, 97, wow. Whoa. No, they were way cooler than Jim Bob and the Duggars. Yeah. They were way cooler than that. But when that was coming out and they were bapping around, Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar were definitely married and they were babbing around because it's B-A-B-B, babbing. 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 Um, anyways, yes, they were still. Having motherfucking babies everywhere. Just about. I thought it was babbing like Baptists. Babbing, Baptist, badass, ba- whatever. We could spend all episode on this and this is not what we're talking about. <laughs> because they don't stay just basic ass Baptists for long. They dive no, into they the deep so end. They get so much worse. They it get gets, so much worse. It gets way worse. I feel, I feel like it would have been very nice if they had honestly just stayed like this. And that in and of itself is still problematic, but it wouldn't be as bad as what they ultimately as what become. They became, yeah. So they get married just Baptist, because at the time they're using birth control. So they're using birth control. They're not totally ready to start their family. Then they decide they're ready to start their family and they have their oldest child, their son, Josh Duggar. Remember that name. He's a key player in this story. Then after having Josh, they went back on birth control. And at that point, Michelle got pregnant And then she ultimately had a miscarriage. Now, this child that she miscarried, they were going to name Caleb. And I mentioned this last episode, and I stand by my weird idea, butterfly effect, that if Caleb had been born, also maybe none of this would have happened. Because after they lose Caleb, the rest of their children are nothing but J names. Every single one of them. Because they're like, that's what saved Josh. That saved Josh. Also, Jim Bob. Everything's got to go after the father. It's a patriarchal household. That's why, that's how they messed up with Caleb. They weren't going to name him with a J name. There you go. So they miscarried and lost Caleb. And they went to a doctor who told them that being on birth control can cause a miscarriage And for the Duggars, they say that that is when they started going down the path of the Quiverful Movement, which is a small faction of a larger cult. It's a cult. Uh, It's a larger uh, denomination, a larger sect of Christianity, which I'll get into in a second. But because they ended up losing Caleb and they were told it's because of the birth control, they were like, oh, well, we done fucked up. We tried to play God by using birth control and we lost our child and that was God teaching us a lesson. And so from now on, it is all completely up to his will and we will have however many children God blesses us with. He chooses to bless us with. Yep. And so from there on out, they proceed to have their gaggle of children. Gaggle. (laughs) (laughs) They would consider them an army because technically with the Quiverful movement, you're creating your own army for Christ. So maybe they're a troop, but I'm they're a gaggle. It's a gaggle of children. (laughs) It's a troop and they're all den leaders. Jim Bob and Michelle are den leaders and they're all in their troop leader outfits. But it's a cult. A troop of quivers. 
Quiver Troop. Oof, I don't like that. Okay. Do you get badges? <laughs> yes. But they're all... But not for anything that you want. Not for anything that you want. And women can only get badges for doing housekeeping things. And you get a badge for every baby that you have. And she's like, look at all these badges I got for giving weapons to God. <sighs> okay, here's the weapons for God that they made. There's Josh. He's the first one. Then they had their first set of te- tens. They had their first set of twins, Jaina and John David. Then came Jill, Jessa, Ginger with a J. God, I hate it so it fucking sucks. much. It sucks. Joseph, Josiah, Joyanna, Jedediah, Jedediah and Jeremiah. That's your second set of twins. Then they had Jason, James, Justin, Jackson, Joanna, Jennifer, Jordan, Grace, Josie. And then in 2011, they unfortunately had a stillborn that they would have named Jubilee. There's your gaggle of children that the Duggars have created. So our main key players, however, out of all those children that we'll be talking about today, number one, Josh, number two, Jill, a little bit of Jessa, and a little bit of Ginger. Little bit of Jessa in my life, little bit of Ginger on the side, a little bit of Jill speaking out about how fucked up her family is. Let's talk about the home life. So the Duggars. Let's do it. Let's do it. And if you are one of those unfortunate babies who listens to our show, who is under 25 years old and doesn't know Mambo Number 5, by all I'm means, sorry. treat yourself. <laughs> Please fix it. Fix to your blue Vegas <laughs> Mambo Number 5. Fix yourself. Fix um. yourself. Get your life together. <laughs> so the Duggars, I mentioned that they were part of another type of sect of Christianity. They became fully ingrained in what is called the Institute and Basic Life Principles. And what that is, is it's essentially a fundamentalist, patriarchal-based Christian cult. And it was started by a man named Bill Gothard. And according to what they wrote, their stated principle is, or their stated purpose is to provide instruction on how to find success in life by following biblical principles. What that basically means is we're going to make sure to put the man in charge. We're going to call those our biblical principles and we're going to have everything fall under a patriarchal society. So the patriarchal society flowchart goes God, then the man, the husband, gets all of his information from God and beneath him is the wife and beneath the wife are the children. So the wife and the children have to listen to everything that the father says because the father gets all of his information, everything he tells them to do directly from God. He's their protector. He's their provider. They get everything through their patriarchal head of their household, whether that is their dad or that is their husband. And that is their direct line to God. Right? Yes. Now we're going to start getting into the stuff that's going to really frustrate me because a lot of this is very similar to the way that I was raised and I have said it before and I'll say it again. I think I was raised in a cult just without it being the exact open 
thing that we think of as cults, I really feel like evangelical Christianity is a major cult. And I've heard that from other people before as well. And so what this is and what the Duggars are in is just a more serious faction of the larger cult that is evangelical Christianity. Because everything I'm going to talk about that they believe in created an army for God, keeping a patriarchal household, um, having the, the daughters totally adhere to what the father says, has to get their permission, all of that, making the women responsible for how the men react to them. All of those are principles, ideas, teachings that I was raised on. And so this story hits me personally because of all of that. Anyways, yeah, the home life for the Duggars, because of the way they believe, means that the children were 100% homeschooled because the second you let your kids go out, they're going to get indoctrinated by someone else and you got to indoctrinate them first. So all the kids are homeschooled. They're told how to dress. They all dress the same. They all dress incredibly modestly. Um, They all have their specific responsibilities. They all have their chores. And then the, sorry, I'm looking back at my notes. Yep. So they're homeschooled K through 12 in their families. And for the Duggars, Michelle taught her kids everything. They were learning straight from pamphlets from the Institute in basic life principles, which basically, again, lays out that patriarchal guideline that the boys are the head of the house, the women are going to be subservient, that the women are responsible for how they're perceived by the man, meaning so much so that if you're even abused by an elder male... Yeah, like you did something to invite that. Yes. And you're also taught... That God is never going to give you anything that you cannot handle. And whatever you feel is going to break you is ultimately going to make you stronger. So if you find yourself in that position, you should thank your abuser because they just helped facilitate God's will to make you stronger. 100%. That's, That's the what they're taught. Worst thing I've ever heard. It's so Which is awful. why so much abuse happens and so much of it gets covered up and. That's the exact case with the Duggars because they're, they're taught and the women believe it so much as well that the women themselves are just property for whatever the men need to do because the men are the ones that are working for Christ. The women just have to help facilitate what the they're men are supposed to, to do. they to support that work. Yes, that's it. Support that work and you support it by keeping the house and popping out babies. The women are taught to never tell their husbands no and that if anything your husband does against you even if that's cheating it's your fault because you must have turned him down for sex so that's what they're teaching their children that's the way they're being raised so we're automatically separating the boys from the girls in the sense of who's responsible for what body autonomy and body autonomy exactly I said this so many times when we were recording the first time around, but, and I haven't said it much, but everything that they teach is so incredibly problematic because this information gets ingrained in someone. And even when you break out of it, it's hard to fully break out of it. And it's hard to, even I would assume for the men who are able to break out of this, to not feel like they should have some sort of power or that they have some kind of a right 
to a woman's body. Yeah, like how do you how do you teach someone to unlearn that? It's very difficult. And I know from my own standpoint, it's incredibly difficult to unlearn it as a woman and not feel like it's your fault if someone touches you inappropriately. And it's your fault if someone makes an advance on you and you don't want it and you tell them no and they get mad. That's your fault that they're mad. You shouldn't have made them mad. You shouldn't have invited their advance. You need to watch what you're wearing all of these things that put the blame and the ownership on the victim to cause for me, at least personally, where I didn't even realize that I had been touched inappropriately multiple times and I would just laugh it off amongst other things until decades later when it was more apparent and in front of my face that, hey, that's not okay. Right. It's all problematic. And all of these teachings, all of this foundation that is still being taught to families all across America today is one of the reasons why we're we're talking about the Duggars is it directly corresponds to actions that they're about to take. One final thing about how girls are property, the way that the Duggars believe in dating is it's not dating, it's courting. And so for all of their girls anyways, All of the girls that get married, they have to be courted. And to be courted, the boy has to go and ask your father for for permission to court you. You don't get a say. You don't get to say, hey, I like Joey. Hey, Joey, I like you. You have to assume that Joey likes you and that Joey's going to get the balls to go ask your dad if he can court you. And you got to keep your fingers crossed for that because if Jeremiah with the good family gets in there first, then there's a good chance you're going to be courting Jeremiah instead because your dad said yes. You get no say. Dad says yes to the courting. Courting doesn't just mean dating. Courting means we're going to see each other a few times (laughs) and then we're going to get ready for marriage. Yeah. Because in the Duggar family, you don't get to when you're courting someone You don't get to hug them front on. You can only do the weird side hug because God forbid if you hug a boy front on that they feel your boobs, which is your fault that you have those. So you should feel bad about that. So no front hugs. They're not allowed to hold hands until they're engaged and they cannot kiss until they're married. So this is just giving them all super, super healthy views on relationships and physical intimacy and body autonomy. Obviously, this is not going to create any problems for how these children are going to function in society and function in intimate relationships at all. No, this is totally great. This is all, all good, all good. I said this last time, I'll say it again this time. Their views are incredibly problematic. I do believe, however... You have your right to raise your kids how you want to raise your kids in America. If you keep it in your home and you want to do that and you want to raise them super religious, I guess that's your prerogative. The Duggars didn't do that. The Duggars, like many evangelical Christians, feel that they now need to make sure that everyone else follows the guidelines that they uphold and that everyone else needs to have their same beliefs. And the Duggars are very vocally anti-LGBTQ. 
they're very vocally anti-pro-choice. Um, and they're very openly anti-trans. So much so that Michelle, the mom, has been shown on record making a comment about how if they, when they were talking about a bathroom ban or whatever that was going through in Arkansas, saying that they don't need to have um, gender neutral bathrooms because they can't have old men walking into their young girls locker rooms and having these molesters come in. And she used the exact word molesters when we all know that that's... so ironic. It is so ironic. And that's why it's so incredibly problematic. Look at yourself. Look at your life. Look at your choices. Look at your choices. Look at your family. Look at what you've done. Look at who you raised. And maybe stop talking about something that you know absolutely nothing about. Because there is no fact... No basis of fact to any of the claims that having a gender neutral bathroom is going to open the door for a molester to walk in to the sex that they don't want to go into. That's not happening. You know what will, though, is if you hide years of uh, child molestation in your own house. That's going to happen. That's when a molester will be out to abuse. Hmm. That's when they'll uh, get into the rooms with your children and touch them. When you let them. When you let them. And then you cover it up. So, beautiful segue, Stephanie. That leads us to Josh fucking Duggar. Their first born. They ruined the first one. They should have really stopped there. But, the mean, first start, one. Yeah, like they started off with a bad scene already. So the history is Josh Duggar, his first scandal. And yes, I said first because that does imply multiple and there are multiple. First scandal is that between. I love that you're delivering this to us like Nancy Grace right now. Like I'm so here for it. Thank you. I'm trying. I wish I did a good Nancy Grace impression, but I don't. This boy, they protected him. All right, hold on. (laughs) Between March 2002 to March 2003, Josh molested four of his sisters and one babysitter. Yes. Yeah, he fucking did. Four. Four of his sisters. His sisters. He did this to his His sisters. blood relatives. His little sisters. The story that Jim Bob and, they and Mich- fucking knew. Oh. oh, they knew. They knew. They knew. They knew. They covered it up. They let. They let him go. They protected him at the expense of their own daughters. Children, yeah. Their and daughters. they were children. Jim Bob and Michelle. The way they tell the story is, they say that Josh came and told them after the first incident in two thousand and two when he was about fourteen, fifteen. There are three known sort of instances that Jim, Bob, and Michelle have gone on record talking about where they said that Josh came and told us that he did this. Two of the times that they talk about, they say that the victims were asleep. And they like to say this a lot. So I watched the entire Megan Kelly interview with Jim, Bob, and Michelle after the scandal leaked, where they told their side of the story. I'm using air quotes. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm using air quotes and I'm using them sarcastically. She's they're, using them ferociously. They're telling their side of the story. And they, oh, they do nothing but whitewash what Josh did. They do nothing but paint him in this beautiful light. They make him out to be the victim. And they want to make sure to say over and over again that 
These girls didn't even know he did it because they were asleep. They didn't even know it happened until we went and told them. And Josh came to us and told us that he did it. And he humbled himself before us. And he was so sorry. I could care less. Anyways, what he basically did was he, on a few occasions, went to his younger siblings and one older sibling. And while they were sleeping, he groped them on top of their clothing. Then he did the same to the babysitter while she was sleeping. These are all separate instances, but this is the action that happened. Then he also slipped a hand up the skirt of another sister while she was in the laundry room and she was very much awake. And the final straw. So these are like the three different instances. They came to, Josh went to Jim, Bob, and Michelle and said, I think I did something really bad and I just feel really bad about it and I'm sorry. And they're like, sure, okay, no problem, got you. And they say that they put in these fail safes and these guidelines to not let it happen again. And they were not letting him around the girls unsupervised. And then it happened again. And then they were like, well, we talked to the church about it and we're consulting with the church about it. And Jim Bob says this thing in his interview where he says, I talked to other families in the church and I realized they said that this is something that's happened in their family. And even worse instances have happened before too. So problematic culture. It's problematic. The last straw finally was when Josh molested, touched inappropriately. They like to use the phrase um, inappropriate touching is what Jim, Bob and Michelle said. It was just inappropriate touching. But he took one of the very young siblings. I'm guessing no one ever said an age, but with the way they reacted, I'm assuming between three to seven years old. And he touched that child inappropriately. Of course, that's a child who doesn't know what's happening, but Josh knows what he's doing. And he touched the child inappropriately. And at that point, finally, Jim, Bob and Michelle say, we got to get him out of the house. He has to leave the house. And not like we have to... Mm. <laughs> no, not in the not right like way. Not like we have to seek justice or nope. like we have to have... like the, We just have to get him out of the house. We have to make him a problem that's not in the house. Exactly. And because, again, they're ingrained in this evangelical Christian society. They're not taking him to a licensed therapist. They're not taking him to anyone who can be of actual service and help. They are taking him to a Christian run, one of these camps that was run by a guy in the Institute for Basic Life Principles in their cult. And it's like a Christian counseling camp. And that's what they sent him to. They sent him to this Christian counseling program in Little Rock, Arkansas from March of 2003 to July of 2003. Three months. He went to this camp for three months. And then he came back and he was changed. He was a new person. And he had humbled himself before his family and before God. And they just knew that he had made a change and they could feel it. And he apologized to all of his sisters and the babysitter. But you know what? You know who he had to get right with still? 
He needed to talk to the cops. He needed to come clean about what he did. It sure helps that his dad is real close with all the cops in Arkansas. So they took him down to the station and they had Josh talk with the cops. Well, they had Josh talk with one cop, a cop who was friends with Jim Bob. They had Josh talk to a Joe Hutchins who gave Josh a very stern talk about how if he continued down this pathway, his actions were going to lead him somewhere he could never come back from. And then they let him go. The end. And what? No, I said the end. Oh, the end. Sorry. I heard and, and I was like, and what? No, 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 no. Like, then I told him that, 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 you know, they would be, you know, don't do that again. It'll be bad. Done. The end. The end. That'll get him. Little tidbit. Joe Hutchins, the cop who listened to Josh and gave him a slap on the wrist, a few years later was arrested and he is still in jail currently on child pornography charges. Yeah, the fuck he was. Hmm. Coincidence? Shocking. Shocking. I think not. So in December of 2006, now Josh went and talked to the cops in 2003. In December of 2006, an anonymous tip was given to the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline and the police at that point contacted the Duggars for interviews because someone said, hey, the Duggars are not who they claim to be. There's some sketchy shit going over there and it's child abuse. You need to check it out. I'm gonna like check that the fuck out. So they go to the Duggars for interviews, they talk to Josh, they talk to the victims, and they determine at that point in time that the statute of limitations on these actions has passed and they could not press charges. I hate it so much. How convenient! The report that they take, that the report that they had taken was then filed and locked away because it was a juvenile record. In 2006 is also when the Duggars started making their TV appearances. And in 2008, their TLC show premiered. 17 kids and counting. I was going to say, now how many was it at the time of the 17. 17. 17 kids and counting. When they were taken off the air, spoiler alert, they were 19 kids and counting. They positioned themselves as a picture-perfect family. Josh has even described them as being the epitome of conservative values. Josh said that. Josh. In May of 2015, In Touch magazine gets their hands on that 2006 police report and the news gets out. Jim, Bob, and Michelle go on the defense. They whitewash what Josh did. They do the interview with Megan Kelly. Um, They call his actions inexcusable, but forgivable. They tell everyone that Josh has changed, that he repented, that it is so awful that this information has reared its ugly head now in 2015 and their family has to rehash something that happened a decade earlier and now it's out there for everyone to know. The sisters Jill and Jessa come out publicly as two of his victims. And they also did a Megyn Kelly interview and they supported Josh because that's what they were fucking taught. And um, they really just spoke about how they didn't like and they felt kind of violated that this news got out because it was something that their family had, they said, overcome. And 
you know, they had worked so hard to forgive Josh and they forgave Josh and now it's all back out in the public eye again and everyone's making a really big deal about it when it's not that big of a deal. And yeah, just stuff that you're like, I wish you wouldn't and I wish that you would open your eyes and realize that what he did was wrong and just because you were asleep when he did it, that doesn't make it not wrong. Anyways... May of 2015 is when all of that happens. Then let's fast forward to August of 2015. In August of 2015, the news breaks that Josh is in trouble again. Josh has been cheating on his wife. Josh has an Ashley Madison profile. And Josh has been sleeping around with sex workers. Cool, 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 tight, 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 tight. Josh releases another apology statement because in May, he of course released a statement saying, I did things as a child that my family and I overcame. I'm incredibly sorry for them. I feel really remorseful, blah, 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 blah. That's all I hear. In 2000, in August, when the cheating broke, he said, I have been the biggest hypocrite ever. While espousing faith and family values, I have secretly, over the last several years, been viewing pornography. My eyes are like stuck in the eye-rolling position. This has become an addiction, and because of that, I became unfaithful to my wife. There they went. They rolled all the way back. Stephanie, bring them back. Bring your eyes back. They're stuck. I can't. Bring them back. Ah! There we go. So that happened in- Okay, she got it. All right, we're all good. Well, get ready. Hold on to him again, because that happened in August of 2015. And this would have been more dramatic two weeks ago when it was two days ago. But two weeks ago, on (laughs) April 30th, Josh fucking Duggar got arrested. 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 Not just pulled in for questioning, not just had a warrant served on his house. He got motherfucking arrested. Arrested. And can y'all guess what for? Can we guess what for? Hmm. It was kitty porn. He got arrested child for child pornography. Child pornography. Is anybody surprised? No. 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 None of us are surprised in any capacity. None of us are surprised. None of this is okay. All of this could have been prevented if Jim Bob and Michelle had taken the correct actions when they realized that their child was going down this path and had these tendencies. But instead, they protected him. They covered it up. And from what I've noticed in the chain of events is Josh was basically taught, as long as you come back and you repent from your sins and you say you're sorry, then everything will be okay. And we can't really hold it against you. Because that has that is what has happened to him every single day time. I did this thing, but I'm so, so sorry. Oh, I didn't get any consequences. All right. Well, I did this thing and I'm so, so sorry. Hey, no consequences. Again. I did this thing and I'm so, so sorry. No consequences. Sorry. Well, bitch, I'm do guess this what? Thing. It's because the consequence train was out of fuel, but they just got more and it's coming around the bend for your ass. It's here. Josh Duggar was arrested on counts of possession of child pornography. Since I originally did my research, they did take his case to the preliminary trial hearing. He did plead not guilty, 
like an idiot. We all know he's guilty. But he pled not guilty to the two counts of child pornography possession. And he should plead 100% guilty to being a piece of shit. I don't know if there's a... For being a piece of shit. tried for that. He really should be. For being a huge piece of shit. So since it happened, the uh, Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar have released a statement from the family. Their statement says... We appreciate your continued prayers for our family at this time. The accusations brought against Joshua today are very serious. It is our prayer that the truth, no matter what it is, will come to light and that this will all be resolved in a timely manner. We love Josh and Anna and continue to pray for their family. There's another source that spoke to the son. That's a close family of the close family friend of the Duggars who said that they also expressed that they hope that they'll just learn through this and that if anything, this trial will bring them all closer together and closer to God. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. He is a pedophile. He is an abuser. He's a known predator. They covered it up. They whitewashed it. And they painted it all under the guise of Christianity. And it's bullshit. And I hate it. I hate it so much. These are the people who present themselves as holier than thou, who want to paint you as being a bad person if you drink on the weekends, who want to paint you as a bad person if you're a homosexual. And yet they house a known predator in their home because it's their son. And he said he was sorry. I hate it so much. So awful. I know, and these so are the people. Awful. And the thing we, I, to, I got into Quiverful a little bit, but then I just had to get into Josh Duggar. But the whole Quiverful movement is the idea that you are creating by having so many children, you're creating an army for God because you're then indoctrinating them to believe like you by telling them that there is a war on Christianity, which is not true. And that they need to stand up and be warriors for Christ. And that's how you create the Duggars. Because they've had 19 kids. They have over 20 grandchildren. And they're all being taught this. And most of them are still ingrained. Only a few of them have broken free. And the one notable person who broke free was Jill Duggar. And Jill and her husband Derek have been very outspoken in how they've handled their family, the way the families reacted to them no longer wanting to be on the show, no longer wanting to have to adhere to all of Jim Bob's rules because Jim Bob wouldn't pay any, like they don't get paid individually for being on the show. TLC pays Jim Bob and then Jim Bob divvies out money to everyone in the family. People have to ask Jim Bob's permission to do anything Jill gave an example of one of her sisters was pregnant and she wanted to go over to her sister's house and help her, but she couldn't go over there until she got Jim Bob's permission to do so. Recently, Jill's husband Derek has come out and he's even compared Jim Bob to Jeffrey Epstein in the sense that he accuses Jim Bob of selling off his daughters. It has been said that Josh and his wife Anna had only met in person two or three times before they got engaged and got married. It's all problematic. It's all fucked. And... Yes. 
I'm just, I, I'm speechless. I could say so much more. I could rant and rave and I could say things that would make my mother cry because of how I feel and how I believe at all of this now. <laughs> but frankly, it's a cult. It's problematic. It housed, it, it supported an abuser, a predator. It still does. And Josh is not the only one. Josh just happened to get caught. Josh just happens to be part of a very public family. Yep. Exactly. That's what it is. That's the only reason it's it gains national media attention. Is because of that. But I'll have you know right now that it's happening in churches all across America. All across the world, but we're just going to focus on America where evangelical Christianity is a problem. The last yep. thing I'll say about it is in regards to Anna... Josh's wife. A week or two before Josh got arrested, it was announced that Anna is pregnant with their seventh child. I've read a lot of things online of people bashing Anna because Anna has publicly publicly stood by her man and she continues to do so. I don't think we need to bash Anna. I think that Anna is just a much just as much a victim here as anyone that Josh has touched or harmed. She is stuck in this cult. She thinks she has no other option. She doesn't have another financial option. She's taught that if she leaves and she doesn't have a man in her house to protect her, then she is opening herself up for the devil to harm her. And her children. And her children. It is worse in her eyes for her to separate and divorce Josh than it is for Josh to be convicted of these crimes. Because of that's the that's the mentality that she's in and that's what she's been raised in. And I know that bubble. I've lived in that bubble. I have friends who still live in that bubble. It's out there. And unfortunately, there are more people in it than I think any of us would care to admit. And that's what the that's what cults do though. Like they're they don't trap you physically so much as trap you mentally. Mentally. They convince and you it, that, like, there is no other option outside of this religion, outside of this family, outside of these people. And without them, you have nothing. And literally, she would have nothing. She has no property. She has no money. She has uh, probably has no driver's license. Has probably never worked a day in her life. Honestly, like, what she skills has no, what does she, she have to survive without them? Very in a very what real is she world gonna way. fall back on? Yeah, because they actively don't want their daughters getting higher education. Education, right? Of and they're all getting homeschooled. So, what type of education are they getting? Are they getting in the first place? Nothing good. Nothing substantial that they're going to be able to take out into the real world and work with. And it's also the mentality that we've talked about in many cults before where it's easier to just commit yourself to the cult than to step back and realize that everything that you've based your entire life and existence on is wrong. Is a lie. Yeah. Yep. And so it's easier. She's got seven kids with this man. She doesn't know anything else, which is why I say, please do not bash Anna. Please don't. Like, if anything, girl, pray she for her. Needs, she needs support. She needs to be lifted up and told that this is wrong. There is a way out. I don't know how, but girl, there's a way. And um, and that's the Duggar family. And that's to... A th- you know, when God closes a door, he opens a window. 
girl, when God closes a door and a window, he opens up a basement door and you got to run. And girl, you got to claw your way you out. You got to go. You can go back and get the kids later, but you got to It's time to go, girl. It is time to go, girl. I would say that to all of the girls in that family. It is time to go, girl. It's time to go, girl. Except for Michelle. You go. made your bed. You can sleep in it. <laughs> yes. I don't like her either. I don't either. Because she is... Anyways. <sighs> this was less yelly and passionate but still, than the last time. I was going to say, time. but still very passionate. I still have a lot of feelings. I am holding I a lot of them back. Because it just made flames on the side of my face when I think about it. Just anger just makes me so mad. And it just leaves me flabbergasted that that was my life for so long. And that if I didn't get out of it and receive the higher education that I did, I might still be in it. And that's scary. I'm glad that you didn't. I am too. I'm glad that I'm I was glad able to that take you a step got an back. Education and that you moved away and expanded your life. Thank you so much. Like I said, I I've learned a lot of things, and it's made me change my mind and change my stance on a lot of things. And I will openly say that. And uh, one of those is that I think that evangelical Christianity is a cult, and it's a problem, and it is a big underlying root and foundation for. I almost said all. It's not all of the problems in America, <laughs> but it's definitely a majority. Girl, we haven't even talked about QAnon. <laughs> I feel like you can trace a lot of America's problems back to the one phrase that is completely incorrect. That is, this is a Christian nation. Because it's not. But they all think that it is, and they're going to fight to the death for it. <laughs> it kills me because, like, the idea that like don't like freedom of religion means like everyone's religion, no, not just yours. N- only Christian, Stephanie. Freedom of Christian religion. That's what's in there. That's the footnote that you missed. Freedom of asterisk religion, Christian religion. I hate it because if you're not a Christian, your beliefs don't matter because so they believe that you're wrong. Church and state. Oh, so that's the Duggars. That's the problem. Fush, fush, Josh Duggar. Fresh Josh Duggar. Fuck Josh Duggar. My ship is working. The government is telling me to stop talking. God has tried to ruin this audio like three times. It's everything is stacked against us, but I had to get the story out. The people need to know. Just go. I just wanted to go. It For Josh Duggar, it's time to go, girl. <laughs> That's my story. That's the Duggars. Stay tuned. Hopefully this man is going to prison for the rest of his known life. Thank you very much and good night to everyone except for the Duggars. How long is this episode so far? I don't know because like I said, God tried to step in and ruin this audio, but Satan said, got you fam, and we're back online. Because I was going to say, I think we're already at like episode time. (laughs) I don't know. I think we're probably at like 40, 45 minutes. Because I feel like we were at 40 when my first audio crapped out, and now we're at 17. It's your call. Do you think the episode is fine with just my Duggar bullshit? <sighs> the Duggar... It is... I think it's it, I'm like, it is a lot, but it's good a lot. It's not a lot like, oh, it's a lot. Yeah. 
It's a lot. Like, it's a lot. <laughs> it is Do you a like lot. how I explain things? <laughs> it's a, It's not like a lot. It's like a lot. Do you think so, listener? Is this a lot? We're going to see how I edit this. This is a lot. My chip is malfunctioning. I can't. <laughs> That's going to be my excuse for everything now. My chip is malfunctioning. I don't think I can. <laughs> all right how do we want to wrap i'm gonna find a way to pick back up i mean i'm gonna cut in some of what we've already of been like, saying but. and that's a wrap and he's gonna go to jail he's gonna go to jail he is he's i'm gonna, gonna win to an emmy <laughs> you guys don't get that reference because that's from the audio that we lost but one day <laughs> stephanie will tell that story that again and that story is so good again. Because it's good. It is good. It's good. But you know what? In in the sense of us trying to get this story out there and not have God strike it down from our hands again, we're going to end this episode here. <laughs> and we're going to let you hear it like it is. Talk to us about the Duggars. Have, did you used to watch their show? Please. Tell us everything. I've already been posting on social. Not about the show. About just like about your Just feelings. tell us how you feel. Tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us how you feel. It. Send this to your friends. Tell your friends. We need some listeners. Please love us. Do you like us? I'm having a problem. My chip is malfunctioning. I love it so much. Thank you so much for supporting our show. Support our Patreon. You. you can give us your money. Please. You can go to our website and you can buy our merch and give us your money. Or if you don't want to slash are unable to give us your money, if you just go on iTunes and you give us a five-star review, that's an awesome way to help our show. It puts us on that little algorithm that tells people, hey, people like this show. You should listen to it. Yeah. Do it. You won't. Right? <laughs> That's all from us. That's We're it. We're going to call it a day. We're going to call it a day. We'll be back with shenanigans next week, y'all. We promise. There's going to be some stories. I'll tell two stories next week. I'll tell both of the stories that I didn't tell this oh, week. Oh, is next week going to be a Stephanie week? Am I going to get a week off? Maybe. Maybe it will. Oh, all right. Now tune in you guys we don't even know what's gonna happen who knows fuck around and find out we about to fuck around and find out we in philly that's what we do best (laughs) i'm stephanie and i'm sarah and this has been been dead time stories thank you for listening Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. Dear God, let this audio not be lost so I can release it.